Amen. A believing partner. Acts chapter number four, verses 32 through 35. Again, Acts is what is known as the Acts of the Apostles. That's why it is called Acts. We see the Acts are the works of the Apostles. And when you look how the book of Acts ends, it never ends. It ends somewhat abruptly, therefore letting us know that we are the continuation of are the results of what happened when uh, at the birth of the church. So we are the continuation. Someone said we are the continuation of the church of Acts or the Acts of the Apostles. Now, let me say this. Uh, when you look at the particular model, and that's why I encourage people all the time, even with all the information that we get relative to church growth, authentic church growth comes through getting out going house to house sharing your faith social media is good uh, advertising good but nothing beats the model that the lord has already established and the church grew because these people were excited about their faith and they went out telling people and at that time a lot of them met great persecution as a result of their newfound faith, but nonetheless, the church continued to grow. Now, here, what I want to show you here is another model to somewhat show us that there are great things that happens when we are together. Someone say together. together. Come on, say it again. Together. together. Say it again. Together. together. Um, now, let's begin reading at verse 32. And we will stop at verse number 35. What are we talking about? A, believing. Come on, A. Come on, say it strong. A, believing partner. Now, this time say it for those who are listening to this via podcast. A, believing partner. Now, the multitude, ready? Let's read. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone Okay, <clears throat> now the multitude of those who believed, which lets us know that there are those that were a part of the multitude who did not believe. But he's letting us know that there was a particular remnant among, remnant among the people that believed. So just like now, you can have a lot of members, but everybody's not partners. Partners are those who believe. Partners are those who engage. Are you with me? So just because you are a part of something doesn't necessarily mean that you believe in it. We know you believe in something by your participation, by your actions. Yes. Amen. So now those uh, now the multitude of those who believe were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. In other words, these those that were part of those who believed understood that what I have, my gifts, my talents, those things that I possess, I'm just a steward over God's resources, not just money. I'm a good steward over my calling. I'm a good steward over the gifts that he has given to me. I'm a good steward over properties as well as finances. I am a good steward. I realize that it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the Father. Amen. Amen. Now, notice, again, 
These are those who were among them that believe. Verse 33, among them that believe. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to what? The resurrection of Christ being that they, those that walked with Christ, they testified of Christ. Of course, we know that uh, after he was resurrected, he was seen. Amen. So they were given testimony um, uh, of his resurrection. And with great grace, no, excuse me, and great grace was upon who? Them all who believed. And great grace was upon them all. Notice the scripture says great grace. This, this is not a normal grace. This is a grace, if you will, on steroids. There, there, there's a grace, then there is a great grace. You thought you were favored before you started participating. There's a great favor on you when you participate. That's why we hear so many testimonies of different things happening to some of you. Pastor, you know, I made a call and this happened. Then we heard the testimony of Sister Gibbons last week. Pastor, you know, they, they, re, they reduced my mortgage. And, and, and there are so many more things that we heard and some, some bigger things about to happen. What? No, no, no. I'm speaking prophetically to those of us who believe. <laughs> I wish you would see that. There's something that's going to happen magnanimous to those that believe. Or something magnanimous is going to happen to those that believe. Notice um, verse 34. Nor was there any, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. Of course, those who believe. Again, that's why usually when you see those who are good participants or something, most of them are on the same vein. These are the ones who never really fall up short, never complain, never. And you know, you hear people talking about, man, they are always doing good. And they think, no, 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 we just believe. That's why you can have some in the church, some seem to be prospering and, and doing great all the time. Then you have those that seem like, man, just as soon as they get their head above water, down they go again. Perhaps they're not a part of those who believe. Just saying. Don't let it. Nor was there anyone among them who believed, who lacked. For all were possessors of land, and for all who were possessors of land, uh, and houses sold them. Again, this was at the instruction of the Lord. He's not telling you, don't sell your property unless the Holy Spirit is telling you to sell your property. Again, when you realize it's not yours, you're open to his voice and not, man, I don't know. Oh, no, man. I, uh, no. You don't have to be afraid. If God hadn't moved on you to sell it, keep it. But if he moves on you to sell it, Sell it. Why? Because that means he has something greater in store for you. And they brought the proceeds, what? To things that were, that were sold. So there was a, a portion of what happened that when they would sell something, they would bring it to the apostles. Then he would distribute it among those who were in need. Therefore, none suffered lack. When you just, I'm just asking a question, when you sell a property or when you get increased, do, is there a portion that you bring to God? I'm just asking. When you sold that house, when you sold that car, when you sold that thing on uh, eBay or, or, or whatever the social streams are now, did, was there a portion that I honored? Are you here? And they laid it Where? At the apostles' feet, of course, and they distributed as each one had need. What are we talking about? A believing 
partner. And the, thing, the reason why I went through all that, I wanted to show you that when we believe and when we partner with one another, there is a great grace among the body. That's why one of the things I want you to realize is that everything that you possess belongs to the Father. See how, how the response is kind of like, uh, I don't know, Pastor. I. And I'm going to tell you, if you are attached to things, if you are attached to money, that's a bad place to be. Because you would never put yourself in position to hear from God if you think it's mine. I say that again. If you think it's yours, you will never put yourself in position to hear from God. Why? Because it's mine. I worked for it. No, I'm just a steward over the Father's resources. Oh, yeah. Again, guys, we should be living supernatural. Because I say it all the time, there's no difference between you and I if we're matriculating just like the heathen. What's different? See, what makes the difference is we trust God with our resources, therefore enabling him to be our source. Again, your job is not your source. Your job, your job is a resource. God is your source. And it is the king's pleasure to provide for those who are a part of of his kingdom. That's why I said when you seek ye first, when you seek me first, or seek ye first the kingdom of God, his reign, his rule, his ways, where he has authority, all of these things shall be what? Added. Notice, added. Then it goes down and says the same, the, the things that the, the heathens and the, the heathens worry about these things. But the believers should be worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to drive. Where. Why? Because God is my source. A believing partner, write this down the word partner, partner, partner. And again, we see here that those that were of one heart and one mind, guess what? One, they didn't consider what they consider what they had as their own, but they had all things in common, and no one suffered lack among those who believed. Why? Because they understood that this is not mine. That's where every time you get increased, Lord, what do you want me to do? Hmm. Are you here? And that's why it's always good to be in tune. You don't want to be attached to things. Be, the hicker of word, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. What is he telling you to do? I can't count the times the Lord has said, okay, I buy something, Chris, and no sooner did I get it. Okay, so wait, do you know how long I waited for this? Give it away. Which I remember years ago, and I, I, I think I'd given all away to between brothers and sons in ministry and people when people were wearing alligator shoes. They still wear them in Detroit. I don't know why in Detroit. They still wear them in Detroit, Detroit, uh, and some other places, but everybody's wearing alligator shoes. You, can't, you see me in a pair now, it's by force. Somebody forced me to wear them. So. Yeah, was, <laughs> uh, and I remember getting a pair, and I was walking to the trunk. I was walking to the car, putting them in the trunk, 
and the dude was like, Pastor, them show us some nice shoes he worked in the store. Well, actually, yeah. And uh, I was trying not to hear what God was saying. <laughs> he said, ask him what size he wore. I mean, man, the Lord ain't told me that's nothing. So I went ahead and closed. Bump. <laughs> Walking around. Ask him again. I'm trying to get in the car. <laughs> said, man, what size you wear, man? And he with a big grin on his face. Ten and a half. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Boom. So I, I sold the shoes on him. Uh, but I realized that I, I'm just a steward. And, and see, another thing to help you give is I don't ever want God speaking to someone about me. And they don't want to do it. So I do unto others as I will have others to do unto me. So if I believe God is saying something about this, no, let me get it because when it's time for mine to come, I don't want that person disregarding God. Are you here? From I don't know, shoes, watches, money, all kinds of stuff. We've even blessed people with cars because we understand, Brother Carter, we're just stewards. Amen. Are you here? But the word partner, write this down, partner. It's the Greek word koinonos. Koinonos. Of course, you know fellowship is koinonia, but to partner, it means koinonos. And it means, listen to this, a partner, I'm sorry, a participant who mutually belongs and shares fellowship. A joint participant. Do y'all hear that? A joint participant. Now, again, it's koinonos, which means a participant who mutually belongs and shares what? Fellowship. And we know that word fellowship is the Greek word word, koinonia. Now, let me say this. So there's no way you can be a partner and not have fellowship. So if you are a partner, Crystal, there's going to be Fellowship, by its very definition, warrants that if I'm a partner, there's going to be fellowship. So if there's no fellowship, perhaps I have not partnered with this ministry yet, and I'm just a member. Joint participant. Do you hear that? Joint. What does that mean? We're in this together. Are you here? Who has that definition or wants me to say it again? Everyone has it? Okay. A participant who mutually, what does mutual mean? Huh? There's a vested interest in this. I'm in, I'm, I'm with you. Who mutually belongs and shares koinonia, fellowship. A joint participant. Uh, K-O-Y-N-O-N-O-S. That's the phonic spelling. Tamar, get, I give it a Greek spelling. You know, they'll, they'll spell it in Greek, then they'll spell it or, or you can pronounce it. But get, I, I get it to you, though. Um, are you guys here? So, again, watch this. There's no way I can be a partner and not have fellowship. So, if I'm a partner... Says what, Sister Moore? 
that I have fellowship. So usually people who don't fellowship really haven't partnered. But there's a great grace on those, Jessica, who partner. Are you here? So having said that, let's real quickly talk about character, seven characteristics of a believing partner. What did I say? Seven characteristics of a seven, seven characteristics of a come on, say it loud. Seven characteristics of a number one, a believing partner participates. Say it after me. A Okay, this time and from here on through the rest of these six, I want you to say it loud like you're saving your prayer. Notice seven again is the number of completion. So I think there's significance in numbers. So sometimes I like to do them in numbers. A believing partner does what? Again, joint participation. Fellowship. Great team players partners, if you will, are active participants. Partners are active participants. Partners are what? Active. Again, there's no way I can be a partner and not engage in fellowship. So partners are active participants. They show up to meetings prepared. They pay attention and they speak up. Uh, when there's group discussions or discussions or things need to be discussed, they speak up. Why? Because they understand participation. Partners are those who understand getting in the game rather than just hanging on or hanging around the sidelines. When you're a partner, you understand engagement, not just on the sidelines. I want to get in and play. Coach, when are you going to put me in? That's a partner. Put me in the game. Instead of hanging out on the sidelines, you are volunteering for assignments and you are engaged in the work and engaged with your team. I would write this down or at least go back and write as much as you can. And, and on tomorrow, go to podcast and listen to it. First John 3.18. Let's read this out loud. First John 3.18, Amplified Version. Ready? Let's read. Little children, believers, dear ones, let us not love merely in theory. Hold on. It sounds good. What we can do all when we do together, it sounds good in theory. No, let's make it happen. (laughs) Believers. Who's he talking to? Believers. Believers. Let us not love what? Merely in theory with word or with tongue, giving lip service to compassion. No, let's not read this fast. Let's not just give lip service. You know, the lip service have all the answers, know the ways to do it. But, but when it's time to show up, the one who had all the answers, Crystal, where they at? The, the ones who knew how to put it together, where you at? But in participation, but in action and in truth, in practice and in sincerity because practical acts of love are more than words. So if, if I'm a partner, man, I, I'm, in, I, I'm, I'm not just giving lip service. Again, you know there's fellowship because 
you can tell, I started off saying this, by my actions. 1 Peter 4.10, Amplified. 1 Peter 4.10. So number one, um, a characteristic, characteristic of a believing partner is one that what? Say it again. They do what? Participate. You hear? Just as each one of you has what? Received a special gift, a special talent, an ability graciously given by God, what? And put it to work. Employ it in what? Serving one another as is what? Appropriate for God. See, see, y'all thought I was just making this stuff up. You notice earlier I said we're stewards, Sister Hill, not just over money, over not just over possessions, but over my gifts, my talents. Do you see this? What should we do? We should put them to work. In serving what? One another is appropriate for good what? Stewards of God, multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by what? God's unmerited favor. So number one, if I am a partner, if I'm a believing partner, there's going to be what? Participation. We're not just taking my word. The word of God instructs us to do these things. Number two, a believing partner treats others with respect. <laughs> Number two. Can we say it with a little bit more fervor? Number two, a believing partner treats others with partners who fellowship. Treat others the way they want to be treated. After all, you're all part of the same team. You want your teammates to succeed just as much as you want to, and you show your team, uh, team members or partners understanding and support. Do you hear this? Again, I, it, I, I, I want to treat others the same way that I want to be treated. Do you see this? And I want you to succeed just like I want to succeed. So when we're coming together uh, uh, as, a, as a one unit, you know, the idea should be, man, we want everybody. Listen, there's no, whether you are particularly uh, playing that day or up front or behind the scenes, when we win, everybody gets a ring. Now, listen, I'm saying this. Now, whether you start... Or don't start. When we win, you still get a ring. They don't bypass you say, well, you weren't one of the starting five. You weren't one of the starting 11. No. And you have just as much bragging rights and didn't play one game all season. But you have the testimony, I got a ring. And despite what people say, they couldn't have done it because they needed your participation during practice. They needed your participation during warm-ups. They needed your participation in order to make themselves improve their game. So we all win. 1 Peter 2, 17. So a believing partner treats others how? How? Respect everyone. 
and love. See, notice, keep, we keep seeing that word believers. Respect who? Everyone. And love the family of believers. Fear, fear God and respect the king or the king's domain. Domain. Or the king's government. And if we reverence God, we'll honor his word. <laughs> Respect who? Everyone. Respect everyone. And, and see, we, we You know, I know what people are trying to say. What do you mean? You, you got to get respect, earn respect, but the, the scriptures say respect everyone. You, you, you got to give it to get it. I understand what you mean. I'm trying to say. I'm talking to the, but the believer should respect. So, in other words, see, the, the carnal mind is to you snap at me. I snap at you. Yeah. I, I know that's a hard pill because that ain't how we were raised. We are raised under the old covenant and eye for an eye, which you're no longer under. You slap me. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We, that might be a different discussion. But y'all understand what I'm saying. Respect. Even if someone is ugly toward you, I can still get my point across in a respective manner. And you know why some of the faces are looking like, I don't know about that? It's because we got to build our spirits up. It shows our flesh is dominating in certain areas. Because the natural, the automatic response would be, if that's how God wants me to respond, that's the goal. All right. Number three, a believing partner is reliable and helps others. A believing partner is a believing partner is reliable and helps others. Notice they did not consider what they had as their own, but they had all things in common. Well, how did they help? Because there were times where they would sell possessions and bring the pro a portion of the proceeds to the apostles. That's helping. Are you here? A believing partner is there for their teammates when needed. When you, and I would listen to this. When you make promises, you keep them as you know your actions can have effects on the whole team. So when I make a promise, guess what I want to do? I want to keep it. And if something unforeseen, unfortunately happens, my integrity will let you know up front. I'm just not going to show up or just not. But no, no, no. Listen, this happened unexpected. I didn't know. I know I said, but not just sell off into the sunset or go missing. Are you here? If a partner needs assistance with something, you offer a helping hand. You also, and this is nothing, share information. If something that you know that can help, 
Share the information. Why? Because we are on the same team. Girl, go right down there. What's the name? They had the same thing for don't know and not help. Help. Amen. So a believing partner is what? Reliable and helps others. When I make, when you make promises, you what? Keep them. Pastor, yeah, I'm going to do my live on Friday. Watch this, because you know if you don't, it can affect the efforts of the whole team. Because I'm going to tell you something, the more people see, the more it generates. Something's going on with them. What's up with that? Are you here? Colossians 3, 9 and 10. We're halfway there. We'll be done. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. Ready? Let's read. Don't lie to each other. This is the word of God, guys. Don't lie to each other. You've gotten rid of the old, what, no, you've gotten rid of the person you are used to be and the life you used to live. See, before you were believing, some probably told lies. But that shouldn't be the, the, the nature of a believer to lie. Boy, I wish, are you all saved? And, you, and the reason why I don't lie, because I've become a new person. This new person is continually renewed in the knowledge to be like its creator. But you cannot continually be renewed in the knowledge if there's no acquiring of knowledge. So if I'm not steadfast in the word, how can my mind be renewed if I'm not in the word whereby my mind can be renewed? That's why Christians do themselves a great disservice when they fail to get in this word. You're not going to be successful uh, being a believer relying on what you get on Wednesday and what you get on Sunday. And Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's all social media junk. You're not going to be successful that way. You got to get in this word day and night. Number four, a believing partner is disciplined. What's number four? A believing partner is? Say it again. A believing partner is? A believing partner is? Now, listen to this. A believing partner now does something they don't want to do in order to do something they really want to do. Sounds like sacrifice. something might be going on I got a TV that I haven't used in three years you know you haven't used it you really don't want to do it but if it's going to help the team see I got looks like man you selling my TV you got three cars in the back can't drive but one at a time um You know three people who need a car. I tell you what, if you sold one, one have to be sold back to you. Right. And here, here's here be my thing: they all could not even work, and people let them rot before they. Hey, man, listen, all it needs is a motor. If if you you come get it, it's, I give it to you. You just need to put a motor in it. And some won't even do that. They'll let it. I, I, I can't understand not working together. 
so you would rather afford to rot, become a rat mansion, because that's what's going to occupy rats, snakes or whatever, and, and, just, and just rot. Homeowners Association done threatened you multiple times, but you, you, watch this, you're not studding them as they say. <laughs> A believing partner is what? Discipline. So a believing partner does something they don't want to do in order to do something they really want to do. You are able to keep your mind on the right path, keep your emotions in check, and do, listen to this, and do what's best for the team and not just what's best for you. See, when you're disciplined, I'm doing, I understand that one bad discretion can affect the whole team. Yeah. Go out here and do something crazy. Pastor, sisters don't rob the bank. And they got my poor baby. They ain't gonna, they're not going to let my baby out unless I come up with $50,000. So now guess who you counted on to help raise that $50,000? The team. Behind had not. This is just an example. Huh? God forbid a meteorite hit your house and blow a hole in your ceiling and, and need $20,000. Well, guess who you're going to count on? Because <laughs> that day you're supposed to call back and get your insurance. It slipped your mind, so no insurance. So you got to eat it. But guess what? If, if everybody you're counting on out here making bad decisions, no discipline, we're not even positioned to help. We're being selfish. Something to. That's why whenever we do something, I always think about how would this affect my livelihood if I purchase this? Can I still maintain? Can I still save? Can I still provide for my family? Can I still honor God first and foremost? See, and if any of that has to change, then, then it, 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 in, in a sense, I'm being selfish because I'm not even considering how this will affect the overall team. Oh, see, it's quiet. Yeah. Just like if you go out here and get a $10,000 house note and only making 11000 a month, you're not really. And as much as you want to help Crystal, guess what? That, that mindset can tell me you can't afford to help. We have a witness. <laughs> First Peter two seventeen. No, no, uh, no, no. Wait, what are we on? A believing partner. What number are we on? Okay, a believing partner is discipline. Uh, Proverbs ten seventeen. Whoever look at this practices discipline is on the way to to life, but whoever ignores a warning or correction of discipline strays. Notice the operative word, practices. And listen, God has given you the helper, for he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind, or one translation says self-discipline or self-control. 
So we have Holy Spirit, matter of fact, self-control on one of the fruit of the Spirit. That's one of the manifestations of the fruit of the Spirit. Self-control. That's why we need to make sure the Holy Spirit is guiding me. And, and I rest assured, he'll let you know whether or not it's time or if this is the one or what's what. Whoever practices discipline is on the way to what? Life. You know why a lot of people don't experience life in that sense? Because no discipline. Just reckless. Reckless. And, and see, let me tell you how selfish because it, 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 just say if you're married or if you're in the family, it, it's even selfish to our children because it, 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 just say if you put a little bit back with the money you were shopping with. So when it's time for them to go to school, I got a closet full of bags and shoes and coats, whatever, but no. Why? No discipline. Wife on your back about bills, and you make plenty of money, but because of lack of discipline, out hanging out with the boys or, or, or supporting habits and all that stuff, I'm only thinking about myself. So guess what? Something to think. I know this is not happening about here. I'm just giving you examples of what happens when you lack discipline. Are you here? That's why it's always good to hear. Lord, you are the, cre- the creator of the heavens and the earth. If you can orchestrate all this, if the gold is yours, the silver is yours, if there's no knowledge of counsel that's outside of your work, why not go to the all-wise God? It's quiet. So we should practice discipline. Number five, a believing partner is a problem solver. A believing partner is. You're not talking to me. A believing partner is. Now look at your neighbor. If they don't say it, just look at them until they say it. Okay, let's do it again. A believing partner is. Now look on the other side. A believing partner is. A pro- uh, no, I'm, I'm saying that so to get in your spirit. A believing partner is a problem solver. A believing partner. Now, I'm talking about someone who participates and understands unity. Addresses what? what? Guess what? They address problems and seek to solve them. When a problem arises, they deal with it quickly as possible rather than avoiding or dwelling on it as it has the possibility of hurting the morale of the team. Because if you don't address it today, Brother Red, by Friday, that monster has grown at least 10 or 20, 30, 40 more feet. And now that you're acting out, it can affect the morale of the team. Write this now. The best time to address a problem is immediately. <laughs> or quickly. Amos 3 and 3. See, we almost done. It's been not even a clock. Amos 3 and 3. Can two walk together without agreeing on the direction? 
Do y'all see this? Can two walk together without agreeing on the direction? How can two walk together except they be agreed? So if there's an issue, hey, hey, hey listen, man, let's agree to disagree. People are entitled to their opinions. Listen, as long as it's not those things that are sound relative to doctrine and truth, let me show you what we need to agree when it comes to the truth of God's word. Other than that, we don't have to agree on the same color. We don't have to agree on the size of the building. We don't have to agree on who sings and what sings and who should be singing and who should be. No, 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 no. Where we should come together in agreement when it comes to the truth of God's word. The other stuff, we should let it just rock us. Hmm? Are you here? Number six. Believing partners are flexible. What's number six? Believing partners are flexible when change occurs. So you have to be pliable. Everything not going to always be the way it may not always be. You may not always sit on the front every Sunday. You may not always sit on the second row. You may not always. So, so we have to, we, we, we can't, listen, listen, we can't get bent out of shape. But, 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 but here's the thing we have to understand. We can't get bent out of shape when I haven't been assigned to a seat. And we can't say I sat there last Sunday and I, no, 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 we, we have to be pliable because we don't know maybe a, a pastor requested this or requested that or maybe whoever's over the ushers shifted this or that. So we, we have to be pliable and not get bent out of shape. We have to learn how to take one for the team. See, that's maturity. Because watch this. It could be a visitor sitting behind you or next to you, and they see your reaction, and they're like, oh, no. Coming back here again? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to be flexible and pliable and, and be, being able to bend. Man, it ain't going to always. Oh, pastor, I always sit on the front seat when we get in the van. See, you have to be pliable. It's not your seat. I guess I need to take that same information, don't I, Kim? <laughs> now they be kind enough to give me a row on the van so I can stretch it out. Uh, but I'm pliable. They used to have me sitting in the back. But they moved me. I was promoted. <laughs> so, so I believe, I believe in partner is what? In other words, you got to be able to roll with the punches. Yeah. Are you here? A believing partner is flexible when change occurs. Watch this. They adapt to changes. They adapt to changes made, such as rescheduling. So if if something, again, sometimes there has to be sacrifice. Oh, man, you know what? For the team, let me rearrange some things. 
They're also adaptive when it comes to new partners becoming part of the community. So, so it can't, see, again, we have, here's what you have to remember. We have to share you guys with everyone. And even if sometimes as churches, here's what we can't do. And I know this to be true because I had someone who used to go here mention this. And that thing was they, they, they didn't feel the camaraderie. They, was like, they felt like, you know, people were too cliquish. It, it, it may not have been all the way, but it's still sometimes we can become to, uh, territorial when it comes to our leaders. We have to share. Hey, y'all open Pastor Pete speaking out of Sit yourself down. Let them speak. We have to be flexible, especially when new people are coming. Watch this. Watch this, though. Watch this. You have to share. So that means your favorite, whoever may not lead that Sunday. You came in, oh, man, Chris, we ain't singing nothing. No, no, you have to be pliable. Your favorite greeter may not be at the door. What, what, what Robert at? He, he's on the other end. No, you have to be pliable. Are you, you guys here? Watch this without complaining or hesitation. You, you, watch this. A believing partner is never afraid of having to go in a different direction or trying something new. Okay, that's different. Okay, we can do that. Uh, I, I'm used to 930 service. So, so you, you mean to tell me 931 is not going to work? 930 just fit me perfect. So 931 not going to work. <laughs> it sounds funny, but you have people been up over a minute. First Peter 3 and 8. 1 Peter 3.8. Finally, all of you be like, everyone reading, like-minded, united in spirit, hold on, sympathetic, to be soft. Same thing as flexible. Brotherly, what? Kind-hearted, courteous, and compassionate toward each other. As, see, as members of one household and humble in spirit. And that humility, you, in succinct, you know what humility is? It's submitting to the word of God. Not walking around like this. That's not humility. That's perhaps insecure or low self-esteem. <laughs> Humility is not sitting in the back. I'm be up. No, it's submitting to the word. That's why he who exalts himself will be humbled. Going out, to, he who goes against or outside of the word, whereas he who humbles himself submits to the word shall be exalted. It's not talking about, you walk around, hey. It's not talking about going to everybody's birthday party. That's not humility. We can't make everyone birthday party. You have to be understanding. There may be times where we can make certain things, but you have to be understanding. Maybe 
it just happened to work out that way. So if you see me at Sister McCain's, don't nut up because I went at yours. Okay? So humility is not trying to please everybody. That's foolishness. That's what that's called. That's called foolishness because you're not going to please everybody. Are you here? So it's submitting to the word. Last one, a believing partner is an active listener. Let's read it out loud. A believing partner is an active listener. listener. Good listeners are essential, essential for teams to function effectively. Do you hear this? Good listeners are essential for teams to function effectively. You're the type, listen to this, you're the type who can absorb, understand, and consider others' points of views without interrupting and arguing. Again, if it's not foundational truths, we shouldn't just get on the because everybody don't think like you think. Amen. Are you here? So if we're in a health ministry meeting and someone say, Hey, you know what? I think we should, when they open up for discussion, hey, so what are your your thoughts? Pastor, I think everybody should come through that door. Okay. Well, don't get upset if the one who says, I think we should come through that door. What's wrong with this door? I said, no, don't. That's just their opinion. See the difference? Well, I just think everybody ought to shut up and we come through the main front door. See, no, that's not, no. Just listen. It's quiet. You're guilty when you're quiet. <laughs> they understand that it's just as important to receive corrective criticism without reacting defensively. Never be afraid of something that's going to help. We're talking about being a good, uh, a believing partner is an active listener. Let me hear it. Let's hear it. We want to hear it. We're taking into consideration so James 1, 19, Amplified Version. Let's read this and we're done. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Watch this. What do you mean to hear? Be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak. A speaker of what? Carefully, carefully chosen words. And slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. Let's get a lot of hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.